Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. I can hear the happiness in the voice of our resident Dodger fan, Key. OBJ conversation in two minutes, but let's start with MLB. Clayton Kershaw's performance in Game 5 earned him the MVP moment of the week. The MVP moment of the week brought to you by Sport Clips. Now on deck, text alert, Sport Clips. It's good to be a guy. Just to rehash the situation for those that didn't see it, Manuel Margot with two outs and the Rays down a run in the fourth, trying the first straight steal of home since 1982. You heard Buster Olney's voice there, our baseball insider, essentially saying it hasn't successfully been pulled off since 1955. Key, that moment for your Dodgers may have changed the tenor of the game and, frankly, the World Series, which will resume tomorrow night, a clinching scenario for your boys. He should do it again tomorrow night. <laughs> go ahead. Encourage oh, him. Go, no. ahead. go ahead. Oh, see, go that's for, why you don't want to ra- give Keyshawn this type of... Go for round two. I dare you to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, you know, when, when I saw it, the, you know, first thing, I was like, blankety, blankety, blank. Oh, blankety, blankety, blank. And then when he got thrown out, I'm like, that was stupid. That wasn't a smart thing to do. Then the race and, fans went blankety blank. And then to learn that he kind of sort of allegedly did it on his own. I'm like, do you get the green light to steal home? I mean, some guys may get the green light to steal second or maybe even third. But do you get the green light to steal home? Straight steal. Straight, like, I understand his thought process. Back turned, lefty, high wind up, long delivery, slow. I get, I get all of that. But you do realize if he steps off the rubber, that's different. But right. Clayton stayed firm and said, you know what, I'm going to deliver it, but I'm going to deliver it from the rubber. I'm not stepping off. I'll take my chances. Even though he knew, based on the first baseman pointing to him and telling him, he delivers this dude, gets hung out to dry. Like, what? Like, if I'm his teammate, <laughs> I'm looking at him. What the hell are you doing, man? And, Key, then afterwards, how about the soft – knife in the side by Kevin Cash, the general manager who comes out and says pretty much, hey, well, you know, we allow all of our players to make decisions like that on their own. Trust their athletic ability. (laughs) Pretty much saying, this was not my decision. This was a decision he made on his own. And if you try to fault somebody for how the game went, I'm not saying that's the case, but that's kind of the case. That's why I say you should do it again. (laughs) We'll see what happens. I I dare him to, if he's real smart, he should just do it again. Go right ahead. I dare you to. Smooth move by Kevin Cash. I'm telling you, soft knife in the side. Keith giving him the uh, green light again after a crazy World Series, especially Saturday night, which is an unbelievable game. I'm sure many of you saw. We need a day off, and we'll resume tomorrow. Pre-game coverage, 7.30 Eastern. I'm so mad. (laughs) One of the wildest we've ever seen in the postseason. Kenley and just everybody, but... I've never we, seen a game like we, that. You see, we didn't pitch Kenley last night. I saw that. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. We we good now. It's all good. The Dodgers. <laughs> He'll could. never see the mound again. <laughs> <laughs> they could finish it off. Not this year. Seven thirty Eastern pregame coverage. If we do need a game seven, it'll be on Wednesday. We're presented by Progressive Insurance on the Dr Pepper call in line today. Eight 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 say ESPN. Or if you want to hit us up, Key J and Z on Twitter. We're asking you which quarterback most likely to be on a new team next year. You could pick anybody you want, but some obvious examples are like Cam Newton, one-year deal, the struggling Sam Darnold, Jimmy G, Matt Ryan, maybe Matt Stafford. Is there somebody else we're not thinking about? You tell us, 888-SAY-ESPN, or hit us up. Josh McCown, they could trade for him. Josh McCown right now is sitting home in Texas collecting $12,000 a week from the Eagles as their emergency quarantine quarterback. And they could trade him, trade for him and get him off the couch and – you pay him? I mean, hey, you can go from Texas to Texas. The Cowboys need somebody. The next team Josh McCown plays for will be, by the way, his 10th 
NFL team. The first and only team Baker Mayfield has played for is the Browns, and they certainly hope it'll be the only team he ever plays for. First overall pick. Had a great, obviously, first season when he came out, then the regression. This year, he's been ebbing and flowing as well. But in yesterday's great rally against the Bengals, and yes, I get it, it's the Bengals, where Mayfield threw for five touchdowns, it was curious that they exploded without OBJ in the lineup. If you haven't heard, Odell out with a left knee injury. There is some real scuttlebutt on what the severity of that injury is, by the way. We'll keep you up to date on that. Many fearing it could be serious. Mike Tannenbaum, former front office executive in the NFL for a couple different teams, joined us earlier this morning and opined on why Baker and the Browns were more productive with OBJ off the field. I'm encouraged, but it's still, I'm I'm pumping the brakes a little bit because if we're in the AFC North and we're drafting quarterbacks, right now we're going to take Ben Roethlisberger, we're going to take Lamar Jackson, and him and Joe Burrow, probably 50-50. So they do have a shot to make the playoffs, but... The bigger question to me is why were they so much more productive with OBJ out of the game than he was in the game? So I was encouraged by Mayfield, but I'm still not sure he's the quarterback of the future for them. I don't want this to turn to a narrative where we're going to say that this team is better without OBJ. I think it's too late. But it's not like that. I I, I respect what Mike says. It was already out there, Jay. I know, but this is not, I don't think it pertains to this particular case at all. Baker Mayfield just went off. I mean, he he went off. He had an out-of-body experience. I mean, damn, kid, the guy completed 22 of his final 23 attempts for 297 yards and three TDs. He played out of his mind. It's not because OBJ was off the field. Baker just stepped up his level of performance. So, some people would argue that it is because of that, that you don't have a uh, you don't have a receiver bugging you about the football. You know, that's what they're going to try to make it out to be, that that – he been that he, Kevin Stefanski had to try to figure out how to get him the football, so therefore it was taken away from him calling plays. That is what people want it to be. They just, you know how it goes, man. They try they're they're looking for a way to create an issue for OBJ and the Cleveland Browns in hmm. Baker Mayfield. That's just the reality of it. I know that had nothing to do with it. You know it had nothing to do with it. He just happened to have, like you said, a run that you know that got them to W and make sense. But because he's not there, the first thing they're going to say is the offense is running better without a personality like OBJ demanding the football. If he was there, they wouldn't have won, blah, 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 blah. And here's how these false narratives start to spiral out of control because now we're wondering about OBJ's knee and the MRI and what's going to be the issue if he's on the sideline and then they start winning more. Look how they're winning. It's it's all going to fit that narrative, but people do not believe it. That's not the truth. But they're going to push it. That's it doesn't just matter. But that, do. that's why we, our show is different. Because we're going to tell regardless of whether they of push course. it or not. It's not real. He got hurt early in the game, and it just so happened that Baker got on the run. They they're way better off with him on the field than they are with him off the field. Everybody knows that. No question. Point of order we should mention, and I'm not going to you know, give a slight here to Mike Tannenbaum. The guy's been an NFL executive for two teams. Yeah. But it is worth noting that if you want to go toss-up between Baker and Burrow right now, I understand it's an individual comparison with a collective breath here because you're talking teams. It does stand to reason that Baker Mayfield is 2-0 against Joe Burrow this year. I'm just saying you don't want to bury him at the bottom of the division when he's got a sweep of one of the other guys in the division. I understand it's collective, but that's something that's a feather in the cap of Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's playing okay, okay? Last week, they didn't play so well. The first thing happens is everybody forgot about the previous three weeks. 
That's what happens in sports. Get rid of Baker. Oh, my God, he's bad. They're bad. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Cincinnati came to town. This is exactly what they did. They went and took care of business. Yeah, although it looked like Cincinnati was going to win the game, but Baker put it on his back, marched downfield, connected, game, set, and match, over with. And, and Cleveland has turned things around for the organization. They have five wins this year. That's more than they've had in the last five years. They're not far removed from 0-16 and 1-15, Key. Those are back-to-back seasons. 1-31 in back-to-back seasons. Hold on, Zubin. Key, can the Baltimore Ravens, can they win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Can, do. okay, great, awesome. Um, can the Pittsburgh Steelers, can they potentially win a Super Bowl? Yeah, they can. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Like, So those are the two teams in that division that are better than the Browns, right? No, they, I'm they, not saying the Browns are there. Baker Mayfield, third year, not there, but still work in progress. You win the games you're supposed to win. Yeah, they, the Pittsburgh is further ahead as an organization, and so is Baltimore and Cleveland, knowing how to win games and when to win games. Doesn't mean the second time around with Pittsburgh in Cleveland or Baltimore and Cleveland that Cleveland doesn't get the best of them. That's, it doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It's just all of a sudden you look up and they're playing way better than they were the first time that they saw them. It, it, it could happen. I don't think it'll happen, but it, it could happen. I'm yeah. just asking us sometimes to be reasonable, right, to be practical. Obviously, the Browns have the star power. Are there issues that they face? Like a lot of teams, yes. But in, in, in the big scheme of the things. The crazy thing about it, though, you say star power, right? Yeah. If OBJ wasn't on this team, it'll just be the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield. It wouldn't be mm. star power. We Fair wouldn't point. even have that conversation Fair about point. star power because there's only two people that we ever reference and talk about on the Cleveland Browns. We talk about Baker Mayfield and OBJ. We never really talk about Landry. We mm-hmm. don't talk about Chubb. We don't talk about Kareem Hunt. Only reason why we even have a conversation about Miles Garrett is because of what happened in the situation with Rudolph. Other than that, we don't – that doesn't – those na- other names, they don't come up win or lose. What's the first thing happens – when Cleveland wins, we talk about OBJ and Baker Mayfield. Right. When they lose, we talk about OBJ and Baker Mayfield. Great point. That's the reality of it. If it was those, if if one of the two were not on that team, we would just be like, oh, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they're a good football team. They're this or that. But we put extras on it because of those two. Because, like you said, star power. There's only one dude, really two dudes, really with star power. That's Baker Mayfield has 17 million thousand hundred commercials, at least it seems to be. And then there's OBJ with five or six or seven different hairstyles. And I love my That's man it. Baker, but sometimes like Baker don't be doing things to help himself. Then all of a sudden, as soon as he wins, there's a video on the internet of him dancing, doing his little dance, right? It goes viral. It's like those are the moments that set you up for the following week if you don't do well. But it's the world we live in now. Yeah, speaking of Baker, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, though not Progressive at home. This is Progressive in the studio. I'm Mm. sure you've been inundated with those commercials. Heather Dinich on one of the biggest injuries in all of college football could reshape the national championship picture. She's in three minutes, but we've been asking you this morning on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, give me a quarterback that's on one team this year that'll be wearing a different jersey next year. You name it. We're not going to even limit it. Chef Art in Albany. You're on ESPN Radio. What are you cooking with today? Hey, guys. Oh, I'm cooking with fire, guys. I burn hard. So, listen. So, sorry to say it's a rainy day, but it's going to be even worse for Sam Darnold because uh, he is just not the answer. Guys, I've been a Jet fan since 
I can remember. I'm 63 years old. I saw Joe Namath, big deal. The only thing I got to my name is saying we won a championship. This guy's not the way to go. Gaze has to go. Offensive coordinator. What? Really? Guys, Rodney Dangerfield could call better plays, and he's 10 feet under. Okay? <laughs> so it, it, it's ridiculous. And just one last thing, gentlemen. I've been a listener. This is the first time I've ever called. So I just want to put this in there real quick. Maybe the Jets should change their name to the Knicks, and the Knicks should change their name to the Jets because you've got two owners that are totally out of touch with reality. You know, it's, it's a bad thing that we put money into the NFL, and I can't even – if I buy a jersey, I'm laughed at. So I have been rooting for the other team against the Jets this year. I, I'm not a big Buffalo fan, but God bless them for coming back yesterday. I want the Jets to go 0-16. I want a new coach, and I want a better quarterback. We haven't had one, I can't tell you, in years. So how's that for a long-winded conversation? Great stuff. Keep cooking. Chef Art in Albany. We should mention one quick thing. Head coach Adam Gase, who made his name obviously calling plays, did give up calling plays for the offense to the offensive coordinator, Coach Loggins. And one thing we should mention is uh, Adam Gase, much like Rodney Dangerfield, is not getting a lot of respect. You have to be old enough to get that particular (laughs) reference. They had a 10-0 lead, too. I mean, I was sitting there at home saying, oh, this is the week for this to happen. He finally gives up offensive play calling. New coach comes in. They're up 10-0. Spoke too soon. Yes. I did. And by the way, how about the quirk? For the second straight week, an NFL team wins a game by kicking six field goals and nothing more. The Broncos did it against the Pats. The Bills did it against the Jets. From Josh the NFL. Allen, MVP. <laughs> he played better See, later. See, that was a shot at Dan Orlowski. He's not even here. Came and defended <laughs> I himself. I didn't give him a shot. You said well, Josh Allen, MVP. Who, who else had Josh Allen as MVP? <laughs> crickets. 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 No crickets in college football. It was a gigantic weekend. The return of the Big Ten and perhaps the departure of one of college football's most athletic and exciting players. Let's talk a little CFB. This is Christmas morning for Big Ten fans. Wow, the Big Ten is back. Late October, love football this time of the year. It was a strange feeling, like looking around, saying, anybody just see that? Into the hands of men's, they do it again. Touchdown, Alabama! That would be called the triple doink. There it is, the ball game. He didn't get there. No, the same thing. Indiana wins. You don't get explanation. They run off the field. Spins and gets to the end zone. I think I'm better in all aspects. Oh, my gosh. This doesn't happen. Syracuse has played Clemson as well as anybody in the yes. country. We did win the game, I think. Am I in the right spot? Man, if you love college football and that doesn't get you going, you don't have a pulse. We're back. The Big Ten is back. All of our guests this morning on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Pac-12 Line. Pac-12 is coming back. In a Buckeyes, couple weeks, baby. In a couple weeks, Buckeyes, Jays, Buckeyes rolling over Big Red on Saturday. And it's a pleasure to welcome back on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line our college football playoff senior writer, Heather Dinich. Good morning, Heather. There's so many things to get to. The first thing I guess I want to just ask you is what is the tenor around the sport now that the Big Ten is back in earnest? 
Well, I think that the playoff picture has gotten a lot more interesting. And there's so much news coming out of the Big Ten, guys. Look, Ohio State did what many of us expected it would do against Nebraska. But look, these are like spring games for the Big Ten right now because they haven't played in almost a year. So take everything you saw in week one with a grain of salt, right? Justin Fields is who he is. He's spectacular. He's in the Heisman conversation. Ohio State's in the national championship. But instead of talking about Penn State, we should be talking about Wisconsin. But then late last night, guys, there are reports out of Wisconsin that Graham Wirtz, their starting quarterback, who went 20 for 21 with five touchdowns, tested positive. Now, if he comes back with a PCR test that confirms that and confirms those reports, the earliest he could return is 21 days. So there are a lot of questions surrounding the Big Ten race heading into Halloween when Ohio State and Penn State face off. Heather, what's with Dabo Sweeney? How come he's always so defensive when someone questions his team's performance? Obviously a lackluster performance to a degree against Syracuse, who has given them problems in the past. Why, why Chippy? Well, look, I can say this, that it was fair to ask those questions, given some of the things that we saw and some of the mistakes in that Syracuse game. But I can also tell you that I've known Dabo for a very long time, and I was at the game when he was taken over as, as interim coach. They were playing Georgia Tech. It was at Clemson. I'll never forget it. He was the receiver's coach. Boom, he's coaching the game. And then I was at the game when Clemson lost to West Virginia in the Orange Bowl, 70 to whatever it was. And I can tell you this about Dabo. We're standing in the locker room. It's cleared out. They just got their butts beat soundly. And I said, Dabo, can you do this interview with me? And he said, yeah, I'll do it. And I have a lot of respect for him because we're standing there. You know what a locker room's like after a game, how you feel after you get beat 70 to whatever it was, right? And he did that. And I think that he's come so long from that program, from that point, that West Virginia game, that when he does get asked those questions, and, and, and remember that word, Clemsoning, all that stuff, I think that there's a little bit of that boiling inside him still, guys, and it, and it tends to rise to the surface in situations like that. Heather, let me talk to you about Ohio State, them rolling over Nebraska. What did you learn about the Buckeyes in their first outing? Well, I, I think a lot of it was Justin Fields is who we think he is. But I can tell you this. If you actually watch that game, I have questions about their offensive line. They got pushed around a little bit, especially early from Nebraska's defensive front, which is pretty good. And I think that they've shown improvement as well. But I wonder how much more they can get out of their ground game. There were times when Fields would take off and you're kind of like, <gasps> I can only imagine Ryan Day. Don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. Um, so how much more can they get out of their ground game? Move forward and what do they look like against better competition again just shaking off the rust um, you know one game into this thing how good are they when compared against the likes of Alabama and Clemson um, which have just had so much more time to really develop their identities we know a little bit about Ohio State Heather but who else outside Ohio State in the Big Ten we we thought that we thought Penn State would be here, but then Penn State drops one to Indiana. Who else in the Big Ten is pretty good? 
Well, I think you have to keep an eye on Michigan, right? Again, one snapshot. But Joe Milton at quarterback, I think, did what Jim Harbaugh wanted him to do. Manage the offense. Don't turn it over. Don't make mistakes. Now, they got something out of their running game for sure. They had a handful of players who scored rushing touchdowns. Um, you know, I, I think that moving forward, they still have a lot to prove. Jim Harbaugh certainly under a lot of pressure. But, I, you know, I wouldn't count them out. Not yet. They're a team that gets better every week. Mm -hmm. There's no question about it. A lot of people, including Kirk Herbstreet, who was with us late last week, were raving about Joe Milton and the early returns seem really, really good. Pac-12 back in a couple weeks, and then we're all whole again. And then Heather will be right there on December 20th when we get the four teams for what right now is turning out to be the most unique year in the short history of the college football playoff. Heather, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Heather. It's a great Heather Dinich. Want to mention Rutgers had their first Big Ten win since 2017. Of course you Rutgers want to mention. Really good plug. Wow. <laughs> really good plug. I'll tell you, there's only one type of Rutgers fan. It's a long-suffering fan. It's the only kind. Bring on Ohio State November 7th. Actually, don't. <laughs> actually, don't. That's where we actually want the forfeiture. Rutgers was more driven, more driven, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Dak, done in Dallas? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Give me a quarterback that's on one team now that no way, no how is going to be on that team next year. You can go Dak, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, Sam Darnold, you name it. We're not limiting anything. Jimmy G could be in there. It's all you. Hit us up, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, or bust out the phone at KeyJNZ if you want to do it on the down low at work. We'll take it there as well. Just, what? yeah, I know you want to weigh in. I know you want to weigh in. Got to focus, <laughs> though. Ready to go? <laughs> no, Ready to go? No. I'm reading. I'm not, I'm not indulging in that so, conversation. Is that an R. Move, Kelly move, reference? Move, move forward, man. This is Disney, and we want to keep our show on the air. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Levi in Hartford, Connecticut. Levi, who's on a team now that won't be next year? I am so pissy today. I'm a longtime Cowboy fan. 
forever. My big brother, I'm 52. My, bro, my big brother, 10 years older than me. That's how long I've been a Cowboy fan. Dak needs to get the hell out of Dallas because all Jerry's going to do is the same thing he did with Tony, not give him any support. You look at our, our last few drafts, we're drafting dudes that wasn't even on my big board. We didn't go after uh, Jarrell Peppers. We could have had one of them boys from uh, uh, the brothers from, uh, was it, uh, uh, the 49ers or the other kid that went to uh, Pittsburgh. We didn't get any of that. We get Van Der Esch, We get Taco. All of this. Jerry is not going to give Dak the support on the other side of the ball that he needs. Dak needs to leave Dallas now. How about that? So Mel's got his big board. Todd's got his big board. And Levi apparently has his big board. Jason in Atlanta, you're on ESPN Radio. What do you think? Hey, guys. Key. What up? Dubin. What's up, fellas? Freaking sorry, guys. I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. Key. Yo. I just feel it, brother. You know, if we only win one more game, Cowboys are irrelevant and will be out of the news for the rest of the season. And you know, Jerry, I pray to God, Jerry, don't do it. And he wanted that crap. He wanted Manziel. And we had to pull the trigger and said, hell no, Jerry, don't do it. But key, imagine if the Cowboys get like a top three pick, brother. And then, and then, do you know if like Houston gets one, they got Deshaun, no quarterback. If the Jets get two, yeah, okay, maybe Trevor Lawrence, or they might like Justin Fields. I swear to God, Key, if I don't hear anything that is not a defensive name getting called off that board, I swear, oh, my God, he'll, what he'll do is he's like, you know what? We don't have to pay Dak $40 million for what? He only wants four years? That's what, maybe three years? He'll, so he'll put logic in his own head. What better media will it be? Will the Cowboys draft a quarterback? And then Trevor Lawrence with the blonde hair, blue eyes sitting there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to take it there. But if Stephen <laughs> A was there, he would have to agree with me. But like the blonde hair, blue eyes, everyone says he's a good-looking kid. What does a good-looking kid mean to do with been throwing the football? So anyways, I could just see it. I could see it where they'll say, you know what? Let's just trade. We'll franchise trade Dak. And then, and then he's going to pull the trigger on like Trevor Lawrence, who's always had like marquee players with no offensive line and he's not going to draft a quarterback and it's mm. going to be horrifying and terrifying and just miserable. And then I could just see Jerry doing it for the media. Yeah, and the man. It, the system. It, it, it's, it's one of those deals where if they get a top three pick and a quarterback is sitting there, you got to evaluate the Dak situation. You got to, the medical will tell you, where you need to go. Um, I was talking to our producer, Evan, earlier and trying to knock his head into a wall to get him to understand that you probably don't take a quarterback if you're in the top three, that you probably look to do something with that pick because if Dak is, let's say, where we in, end of October, let's call it November. Mm -hmm. So November, December, January, you start to get a feel from the doctors on where he's at in terms of his rehab. Sure. And you got probably two more months after that until he start to really do some hard, stressful things on his ankle to tell you, okay, March comes, there's a franchise tag that has to be placed, put in place, or you get him a new deal done. But if you decide not to get him a new deal done, you franchise tag him back in March, knowing that there's a possibility that you can get one done in July with the draft being in April. Now, if the medical is telling you early part of 2021, mm -hmm. he'll be fine come July, you take that top three pick, yeah. 
and you figure out on that board what you want to do with it, who you want to dangle it in front of. And I know Trevor Lawrence is, 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 is a great quarterback, and he's got the, you know, he's got what they like, 6'6", big, strong, warm pocket, can run a little bit. Sunshine. But, but I'm not – Justin Fields look pretty damn good to me too. Key. So I'm not – This whole, remember I said <laughs> to you before, Z, I'm like, everybody keep hyping this Trevor – Lawrence up, Justin Fields was something like 27 or 28. Oh, he balled out. And, and I know it was Nebraska, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But Clemson played Georgia Tech, and Clemson plays Miami, and Clemson plays some of these other. It's who do you put in front of them, how you perform. I don't, I'm not so sure that Trevor Lawrence is the number one overall dude when you got a Justin Fields. It's pick and choose. What do you, you like? What's your flavor? I just think it's going to be really – I mean, and I have to agree with the caller that just called in. You don't think if the Dallas Cowboys got a top three pick that the lure of a guy like Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields no. is not the direction that you potentially go? No. Even if Dak is progressing well, no. you have your heir apparent? No. I, there is I'm no not saying apparent. that's the answer. I'm not saying that's the answer. I'm just saying in, in case Dak breaks down, if he becomes injury prone again – there has been a history you know, with the way a, that the Dallas Cowboys like flashy offense. No, you know, it's not even – this okay. is the first time Dak had an injury. It was a freak injury. It wasn't something that he's breaking down on. You don't even visit that. You use your medical experts to tell you how his rehab is going, and you make a decision. They need help on the defensive side of the ball. I understand that. So you take that top pick. I'm assuming they're going to get a top five pick mm-hmm. just based on what it looks like. What's the guy's name who's quarterbacking for them now? Danucci. Ben DiNucci, DiNucci started at Pittsburgh, yeah. transferred to James Madison. So DiNucci's your quarterback for the foreseeable future as of now. You're probably not going to win a whole lot of games. So you're going to probably be in that top five category of drafting. And if you fall out of the, the, the top five, that's something else to talk about. But if you're in that five and those quarterbacks are around there, people trying to move up to get them, now you can hijack <laughs> the draft. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just thinking, Key, real quick. Think about the dichotomy of the two worlds that we were just in. Only three, four weeks, like five weeks ago, people were talking about the Cowboys potentially having enough star power and firepower to win the damn Super Bowl. Now, all of a sudden, only a couple weeks later, we're talking about if you're in the top three, top four draft pick, like that quick? Yeah. Zero to 100, 100 to zero. Their entire offensive line is broken down. Either opted out or on the the cutting board to get – you know, something done from a rehab standpoint. It's oh my that's the reality of it. The skill position players are all healthy, right? Cooper, Amari, and, and, and CeeDee Lamb, and those guys are galloping them. They're all healthy. But there's no protection on the offensive line. The defense is just completely just fell apart. I don't even know how to even explain that. I don't even know how to explain their defense. And I, I know it's not up to the actual players, but just like I asked Dan Orlovsky, Damn, Z. if you're a player, why would you want to go to – if you're a quarterback, why would you want to go to Dallas, even if they tried to trade for you? Like, if, if you're right, so Fitzpatrick, you're, Cow- you're like – So you're putting the Cowboys in the Jets situation now. You know how people saying Trevor Lawrence, don't, he doesn't yeah. want to go to the Jets. Now you're saying that people, they're not going to want to go to – I'm just saying for the, the interim, for the interim, if you're there, you're saying no, they you score 40 points no. a game – my O line is decimated. Only, I'm going to get my head beat in. Only, only quarterback it makes sense for of that list of QBs that we talked about is Mitch Trubisky. Everybody else doesn't make any sense to to go to Dallas. Mitch Trubisky is the only one mm. of that list 
that we talk about. Still young, still can mold him. Second overall pick just a handful of years ago. A reminder, this is the first time since 1961. I know Jason in Atlanta was passionate. He doesn't want to hear this. This is the first time since 1961 the Cowboys have trailed by 14 or more points, 14-plus in six straight games. That's incredible. Brought to you by my computer career, training for a better life. Damn, they lost to Washington, man. Mm -hmm. Crushed by Washington. 25-3, 22-3 when Dalton got hurt. No excuses. Kyle, Kyle Allen. Destroying your secondary. Antonio Gibson, who was a wide receiver in college, ran for 128 yards against them. Think about that for a second. That says everything you need to know about Dallas's defense. On the way, if you think Tom Brady pulled the trigger on Antonio Brown, wait till you see what Bruce Arians has to say about that. We'll hear straight from the coach, Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. It's breakfast time in the studio. We're going from A to Z with the little UFC. Habib Nurmagomedov defeated Justin Gaethje Saturday at Fight Island in the Middle East, and then promptly retired from UFC. The reason? He told his mother he would never fight again without his father, who was also his trainer. His father died of COVID earlier in the year. He also fought the fight with a broken foot. Mm. Dana White often doesn't have great things to say when money squabbles hit like with Connor or Habib or with Nate Diaz. But this one, leaving the gloves in the octagon, major props from the UFC president. He is one of the toughest human beings on the planet, and he is just... He's the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world, and, and seriously, you have to start putting him up there at GOAT status with, you know, whoever else you think is the GOAT. You can make that determination. 13-0 in UFC, he walks away 29-0, perfect in MMA. He barely ever lost a round in his career. Bruce Arians is going to have another weapon for his offense in week number nine when Antonio Brown officially becomes eligible. You might remember Arians and A.B. were together in Pittsburgh. Arians says that A.B. has come a long way, but it was him and his GM, Jason Light, that made this move possible. 
I think he's matured, and uh, I believe in second chances. Uh, you know, everybody wants to say that Tom picked him. Tom didn't have anything to do with it. This was some Jason I've been talking for a couple of weeks ever since the injuries to our other guys. If Antonio does what I think he's going to do, he's going to be fine. Those injuries were to Chris Godwin, who is now back, O.J. Howard, who's now out for the year. Scotty Miller's done a great job as well, and Rob Gronkowski has uh, appeared here over the last couple of weeks. Key, you laughing. What do you make of that? I mean, I understand what Coach I understand what Coach Aarons is trying to do. He deflect everything away from Tom Brady and put it on the organization, but we all know that the reason that they signed Antonio Brown is because he's a good football player when his mind is right, and he has a relationship with Tom Brady. Uh and so Tom Brady went to them at some point. They had a conversation, and he said, yeah, why wouldn't I add him to the team? I understand that, that Jason Light and, and Bruce Arians signed off, but you can't tell me that it wasn't pushed by Tom Brady. You just can't. It's cool. It's all right. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. It's your team. We, you know, and it, 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 it will lessen the narrative that Tom Brady – is controlling everything. And, and that's okay. Star players get their way, man. That's just what it is. If if Tom Brady signed off on it and said, yeah, okay, that's, that's fine. If Tom Brady signed off on Gronk, okay, that's fine. We don't, you don't have to try and prove to us that you're in charge. We get it. We understand that AB's a good football player and he's going to make your team better if his mind is right and you coached him up for a minute there in Pittsburgh. We understand that. And early on, you said that you wouldn't revisit A.B. You're entitled to change your mind. There's no question about it. I feel like this whole season and who Bruce Arians is as a person, though, there's always been these micro pushes for power control, right? Like, well, if it's from the beginning, um, you know, at the beginning of the season, it was like, well, he yelled at Tom Brady. Like, well, nobody would yell at Tom Brady, right? <laughs> it's like uh, all these little chess moves. But as soon as I heard Bruce Arians the other day say, well, Tom had nothing to do with it, I said, okay, I'm just dismissing everything that – Bruce Arians is saying right now, I yeah, don't really so, care yeah. what he says. Tom Brady has Antonio Brown on his team. It's another weapon to go along with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and it just increases their chances of winning a Super Bowl. That's, That's what all. it is. It's good. It's fun. It's going to be fun to see. Do I think Antonio Brown is going to be a model citizen in Tampa Bay? Yes. Do I think they're going to have problems out of Antonio Brown? No. Because, again, I'll say it again loud and clear for those that want to hate and hate me and don't like me and don't like our show, but you still listen. Um, Antonio Brown wanted his money in Pittsburgh. They decided not to give him his money. He moved on to get his money from with Oakland. He had the, the, the foot injury when he was overseas. He comes back. He has a helmet issue with the Raiders. The Raiders and him get into a whole bickering. That thing blows completely up. The, the helmet issue. The feet. The helmet history. Remember, you forgot about the helmet. <laughs> I did, it, yes. It, the helmet, the feet, the whole deal. Raiders <laughs> blow up. He goes to New England. Tom Brady invites him to his home. He stays there. Everything is great. Everybody's happy. He balls out against Miami. They found a new toy. Then he has the issues off the field that continue to keep coming up. He had one somewhat at the Raiders. Then there was a second one that came up when he was in New England. New England decided to cut bait. Yep. Then he kind of went off on Mr. Kraft. Yep. So that was done at that point. The league suspended him. He continued to, you know, have his episodes off the field from an emotional standpoint. But the talent is undeniable. If you could control his mental and figure out what that was, teams were still trying to figure out how to get him on the field. 
because he's such a unique talent. The relationship for that short period of time with Tom Brady was great. Tom Brady was like, hey, I'll take him all day long. And now he winds back up in Tampa with Tom Brady. We should mention this is going to be Antonio Brown's fourth team in 19 months to Key's point. An important note to keep in mind. Bruce Arians. Team? What's that? No, I, I no, just was trying to miss yeah. the team. Yeah, three and seven. Then he had this long delay, yeah. and now the uh, Bucks are going to be the fourth. We should also mention this is just important to note that Bruce Arians did mention that right now there is a civil suit pending against um, Antonio Brown. If anything from that civil suit comes to light in any way different from what Antonio Brown said happened, he did say they would cut bait with him right away. They did have that one game together, Brady and AB in New England. They housed. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, and Jay, here's the deal. The NFL gave him a eight-week slash eight-game suspension. Week eight starts on Thursday, which means once we get through the weekend, he will be eligible to play, and the first game he would be eligible for would be the rematch of that game where Brady got yelled at. It would be A.B. and Brady versus the Saints on mm. Sunday night football. Welcome to Tampa Bay, A.B. It'll be big time. And is Tom Brady the Antonio Brown whisperer? <laughs> like, is there is there a chance for this to happen in order for him to win a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay to continue to build this narrative that he can do it without Bill Belichick? Because obviously, this is on Tom Brady, right? Like Tom Brady's ultimate decision to say yes, I feel like I can manage Antonio Brown. But and you not- know, I, I know, but you know what comes along with that? It's not just managing him on the field; it's managing the entirety. It's the entire package that comes along with A.B. I think Tom Brady feels like this is a huge risk on his part. Can he do it? Here's what I would say about managing managing an A.B. There, there's always the conversation of personality, right? It, it, it just is. It's Whether it's me, whether it's you or whoever, it's always this, can I manage him, his personality, his this, his that. Everybody is different. A.B. is no different than us. He has things that make him tick and trigger. His relationship with Big Ben was such that when you are in a locker room and you see how someone else is treated, like Big Ben was treated by the Pittsburgh Steelers, however rightfully so or not, and you see that, you take it a certain way. When their general manager basically called everybody else kids and Big Ben was the only guy that was a man, that rubbed Antonio Brown the wrong way, which it should. But as far as Tom being able to manage him, I don't see where there's going to be any hiccups with Tom Brady because it, it, it just doesn't, doesn't really work like that with Tom Brady because he treats you a certain way. And when people talk to you a certain way, it works out, see? We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Is the problem with Cam Newton... That his arm is dead. We'll discuss it. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.